For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's up to McCaffrey. There he goes. It's a C-back attack. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. And happy Monday to all in Panther Nation. Well, maybe not such a happy Monday after what we just went through yesterday uh welcome to the believe in carolina panthers podcast desmond johnson jonathan stewart skylar callahan in the house to uh basically put a face on how all of you are probably feeling at this point the panthers falling to the arizona uh, cardinals 26 to 16 one and three on the season so far one and two at home uh three of the first four carolina panthers games have been played at home they have managed to win one of those uh and we will dive in with what we saw yesterday, uh, we've got some uh, audio from head coach Matt Rule. Press conference hot coming out of the, uh, the presses from a couple, like an hour or two ago. Skyler was there. Uh, Skyler got a chance to actually talk to some of the players as well, including PJ Walker. So we'll hear uh, what he got from that. Uh, Stu was actually at the game yesterday, and uh, he'll be able to talk about the uh, the pulse <laughs> of Panther Nation right now because uh, we were hearing a whole lot of booing going on yesterday uh in bank of america stadium uh and plus we'll we'll uh we'll just basically kind of figure out what we're supposed to be doing uh going forward here because there's a whole lot of confusion even national media is starting to realize you know the panthers aren't playing a brand of football that that's very easy to watch right now that was the main thing i took away from yesterday it was really hard to get into the game and it was really hard to catch a feel of the game like it just felt flat or something i don't know even if flat really justifies what we watched yesterday it just just wasn't good football um and this has been a pattern uh so we'll we'll get into all that here today on uh this episode of the believe in carolina panthers podcast brought to you by bet online speaking of bet online football is back bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season you'll find the latest odds matchup info player news and game trends and as your continued source for all sports wagering info bet online features live betting free contests live scores and giveaways all season long Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, excuse me, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. And where we will start is a look at the box score from yesterday. Arizona come from behind victory. They were down 10 10 to nothing at one point, or no, 7 to nothing. Ten, it doesn't really matter. They were down at one point in the first half, and then, uh, of course, Carolina loses the lead. Fellas, as soon as uh, Arizona crossed that 17-point 
barrier, my mind immediately shifted to we're going to lose this football game. Like, we're going to lose this game. There's going to be no comeback. There's going to be no field goal at the end, no feel-good moment. Like, it felt like the it was going that direction anyway. But when they crossed that magic 17-point number, <laughs> I was just like, oh, man, this is a wrap right now. And for those that don't know, the Panthers uh, are 1-26 under head coach Matt Rule now when the opponent scores at least 17 points, including 24 losses in a row. Um, so I'll, I'll hand the ball off to you, Stu, off of that, and uh, get your opinion for starters. You were at the vault yesterday at Bank of America Stadium. Uh, one of the things that's kind of going around right now is Baker Mayfield's reaction to the booing uh, that you received throughout the game yesterday. Give me a sense of the vibe you're catching amongst the fan base because you you would know more than anyone uh, how this fan base can turn <clears throat> based off of performance. Yeah, man. Um, you know, first of all, I mean, as a player, um, a former player, you feed off of the energy of, of the fans. Um, I don't care who you are. I don't care how locked in or how mentally focused you are. Um, the fans are important. And we play this game and we're able to play this game because of the fans. So, you know, going to the game yesterday as a fan, it felt real, real flat out the gate you know just the pregame noise i'm used like i mean when we played you know back in the day like i'm saying back in the day like five six years ago (laughs) but like the energy was like there like you come out of the tunnel for your pregame warm-up as groups the running backs come out the special teams comes out receivers come out you have the the fans cheering as those guys come out not just your intros when you're coming out of the tunnel jumping out of the tunnel with the fire blazing the cheerleaders and all that that's expected but like just the pre-game warm-up effect was flat and i you know the people that i was with you know i was just i, I mentioned that to them like man this doesn't really seem like we're at a football game <laughs> um, but hey, you know, it whatever. didn't sound like a football game on TV, but, like it didn't have a, a, the, the excitement, it wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, I think there's a responsibility as players to win games, obviously, right? And we're not doing that, we haven't done it in a long time, you know, and it's gotta happen in order for any of those things to change. You're gonna hear disgruntled fans, you're gonna hear you know, the booze and all those types of things. And they're going to find someone to blame because they're not in the locker room. They're not going to practice every day. So they don't know what's happening. So that's why they're disgruntled, you know? So they want answers, you know, because people are paying money, you know, especially during these times right now. I mean, people are paying money to come see you play and they want to see something worth watching. And yesterday, unfortunately, offensively, it was hard to watch. Um, You know, and for me, it's hard to watch because, you know, I know Christian McCaffrey personally, and I see a guy like that that's just a waste of his time, to be honest. It's a waste of his time, his talent, um, his abilities as as a player. Um, Like, we got to get this thing going. And and we've been talking on this podcast for – the last 
month, five month, about like what is our identity? Like, who are we? Who are you? Not who do you want to be, but who are you today? Because we're four weeks in. It's it's, it's the whole let's wait and see who we are. <laughs> <laughs> or like let's work out who we want to become no you got to wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror and say who am i and like turn on the film and see if that matches up because if it doesn't match up you got to be real with that as a player the, the panthers only rushed 13 times for 40 yards yesterday uh christian mccaffrey eight carries for 27 yards uh a 3.4 yard uh average donta foreman got a carry uh, LaVisca Chenault got a carry. It's not gonna, it's not gonna do it, right? It's not gonna we work. Are, we won our game because we ran the ball well and played defense well, and special teams showed up. That's why that was that were that was the winning ingredients right there. So why we go away from that? I get it. We can't really formulate these drives because you know we're three and out. Like, we can't get anything moving. So it's like, well, we don't have that many plays to run because we're always three and out. Well, let's just start running the ball on first down every time. Dude. Let's let's run the ball on first down every time. So, I don't care if we line up with, with five fullbacks in the backfield. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's an identity. That's an Skyler, identity, bro. I see Skylar smirking because I, I clipped, actually. Matt Rule was actually asked this question today, uh, like specifically in the press conference. And as I was going through it, I realized it and I clipped it. And I want you to hear his answer to that question you just said about third down. Let me let me just – I'll just step out of the way. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, we need to run the football more. That being said, uh, you, you, it's hard to run the football when you're when you're – as bad as we were on third down, you know, we have to fix third down. I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. It hasn't happened. So trust me, but it's, it's the football part of it, right? Like, you know, we ran the ball the first play, the second play is third and five. And then they sack us on third and five, you know, then come out the next drive. So um, if we can convert and stay on the field, then I think there's a lot more ability to run the football. Um, you know, they, they were a team last night that, you know, they, they, they brought the safeties. They, 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 they ran through, they, you know, they were bringing pressure. They were, they were going to try to stop the run because that's what we do well. And to me, we have to be able to counter that um, by, by throwing them out of that. And uh, I just didn't get it done. Did I, did I hear I that have, right? I, I have a lot of things wrong. I have, <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Because I clipped it and I was like, did he just say if we pass it better on first and second down, we can run it more on third? Is that – did I get that right? Or I'm, I don't know. I, I needed somebody else to hear it. Listen, uh, Skyler, no. what, what did you <laughs> tell us? Tell us, tell us, what did you get from that? <laughs> get us right, Skyler, because I'm yeah, like, kind of like, I don't know if I'm the guy to get you right. Um, <laughs> I think that actually, I think the next question was my question, and it was more so the lack of success you have in early downs. Does that have a major factor into the third down success, or is it just what you do on third down? He said yesterday that he didn't really feel like that was the case because they were getting third and ones, fourth and ones, stuff like that. But weeks before, that was a problem because they were getting in third and longs and third and mediums and, and whatnot. But in that clip, he said they ran the ball well on first and second down, got to third and five, and then got sacked. But my thing is I only remember that happening one time where they ran the ball back-to-back plays on first and second down. 
And if it's third and five, you didn't run it well on first and second down. Like if if you ran it on first and second and it's third and five, you didn't run it well. Like I think that's where I'm stuck. Like what does he mean? (laughs) Like what what is his definition of well? The big problem with this team is they can't stay on the field. They don't get enough snaps. This is something we've talked about the first three weeks. When I was writing the recap yesterday, I was like, man, it seems like Arizona's had the ball for forever in this second half. And I go back and I'm like, okay, I'm going through all my charts and I'm like, the Panthers have seven snaps in the third quarter. Seven snaps. That's it. That's all they had. Seven snaps, 12 yards. When you have seven snaps of offense in a quarter, you're not going to win games, especially when you turn the ball over as much as they did. At any level. Yeah. At quarter, any high level. school, college, like at any level. If you don't have the ball, then you can't really do a whole lot, you know? Back, back to what Stu was saying with the identity thing, and he, he may agree or disagree. To me, good teams know their identity before the season even starts. When you're still trying to figure that out in week four, week five, Get too late. that shows you what we're seeing right now. But the problem is this team has lacked an identity for th- almost, well, two-plus seasons now. They should know their identity by now, regardless of if it was Baker at quarterback or Sam Darnold at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Like, it doesn't matter. You the, identity, the identity is Christian the- McCaffrey needs to touch the ball. 30 plus 30 times a game. Please. 30. It, it seems like the and, easiest solution. <laughs> but like, so and, and if I'm if I'm the offensive coordinator and this is going on around me, I'm gonna go to the faucet and drink that juice or that water. All day. <laughs> H2O. I got juice All in my faucet. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, because the fans, the fan base used to complain about how we used McCaffrey too much. I haven't forgotten that. Like before he got hurt, it was more of a oh, we're leaning on McCaffrey too much. But now we see how easy it was for like Cam or Teddy Bridgewater or whoever to just but check, you know, down, check down. It's right you there. Don't, they don't, you, don't even, you don't even have to make it like that, though. You can you have Deon, Deontay Foreman. You have guys that play running back positions. OK, so take turns, level it out, but call those plays. Know your personnel. Yesterday, I feel like we didn't know our personnel enough. We're throwing tight end screens, and they're dropping passes. Those are wasted plays. We're we're running reverses, okay, with Rashard Higgins, who hasn't touched a ball. So if I'm an offensive coordinator, I'm going to put that type of play in the hands of someone that I've seen touch the ball at least. You know what I'm saying? Like like now, because those are wasted plays. Why are we running double reverses? That, that was my I think I asked y'all, like, what are we doing? That's a high school play. Like, why are we running double reverses in like the what was it, like those the things? I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The plays that are being called are there, but we're not executing them. Why aren't that, we executing them? 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 Why aren't we? We're not executing them because personnel, hmm. the people that are supposed to execute either haven't practiced the play enough. They haven't ran it enough. They are not equipped. I don't know. The plays are there. DJ Moore was wide open. Yep. Okay. Throw him open. It, sometimes, <laughs> too, I noticed because uh, I, I was really watching Baker yesterday. Uh, I got so used to that McCaffrey coming out. Like, he'll chip block and then come out the backfield and be like a safety valve. 
he he doesn't even look his direction like he's yeah. over here somewhere he doesn't even think about McCaffrey being open yeah he might be at the line of scrimmage or towards the sideline but give that dude some space one-on-one I'm gonna bet on him every time get him the ball and go he get seven doing, yards real quick he wasn't doing things like that in Cleveland they were the the, the the passing plays that were being ran to him in Cleveland were all like legit. Hey, this is a screen to the running back. Hey, this is a bullet route to to hunt down the sideline, you know, in red zone. Like mm-hmm. he's not used to the safety valve. And like I just I I'm really con- I'm really confused on yesterday's game because we were this was a, a game for anybody to win throughout the whole entire game. And for whatever reason, we panic or we go into this mode of, hey, we're we're a passing team. Let's just pass the ball. And what happens when you pass the ball? You get an incomplete pass. Your time in possession and and, and your time for your defense on the field. I mean, what, we're two two for ten on third down? Okay. That's not not going to cut it. So something's not working when we commit to passing the ball like we did yesterday. My, yeah. my two biggest gripes with yesterday and kind of what we've seen kind of become a theme. The RPOs are okay to run, but in the the situations that you run them is is my problem. To me, when it, it was late in the game and the Cardinals were up, they still had a chance to come back. It was fourth and one. Why oh, is it RPO yeah. being called? When you literally have Christian McCaffrey, you have Deontay Foreman, a guy that's a huge power back. If you're going to go for it, why are you going doing an RPO? Because to me, if I'm a quarterback and I know I got to get a yard, I want to do as less thinking as possible. I don't want to have to read something else that the defense is doing to make my decision to get a yard. My thing is I'm going to trust that offensive line, turn around and hand it off to Christian or Deontay and say, go get me that yard. I don't need to sit here and read and try to pick apart defense to get a dang yard. The second thing is first drive of the game for Carolina. They go for it on fourth and fourth and a foot, whatever. I understand the want to go for it because you believe in your line and, and all that, but there's this thing with the offense, right? And they can't stay on the field, but there's certain situations where you don't want to force them to try and stay on the field. And then you put your defense, who's already got to be on the field a ton as it is, you know they're going to be on the field a lot because your offense can't stay on the field. Why put your defense in a bad situation right out of the gate? Luckily, they got the stop, but I don't like the idea of putting them in a bad spot right out of the shoot. It's yeah. almost like they don't think about the other side. The offense doesn't think about the effect on the defense, and the defense is just – it's almost like the defense is playing as a separate team because the defense what, what is, is got intensity. What is that, Des? Complimentary football. Supposed yeah. to be, but we're not doing that, like, at all. And, like – uh that one, I think it was the fourth and one you were talking about. The, the immediately when they came out the huddle, my first thing I said out loud to an empty living room was, "It's fourth <laughs> and one. Why in the world are we lined up in shotgun with Christian McCaffrey five yards behind the line of scrimmage? Like, what are we doing? Like, and it gave it gave them enough time to to stop it. They stuffed it at the line. Like, why why do we have Deonta Foreman here? Like, that's why we brought him here to spell him right. Shouldn't yeah. he have been in there for short yard situations? Yeah. Well. They don't understand yeah. who they have. I think too, like what the third down was it the third and one before the fourth and one, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, we we did a QB like like a uh, a QB sneak, was it? I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So 
My question is play calling wise, third and one. Oh, let's QB sneak it. We don't like doing it, but we're gonna do it. No, let's run the ball right there and yeah, then third right and there. one. That's when you do it. <laughs> and if you want to do something crazy, like go for it, let's QB sneak it. Because <laughs> that Tom actually Brady might style. work. <laughs> Literally Tom Brady style. Everybody run up the line of scrimmage and just move forward a foot. Right. Like Tom Brady probably is one of the best quarterback sneak qbs of all time and you wouldn't think it looking at him but that's what he does he literally just he just rides the center forward the biggest thing about running the ball that the mindset and identity behind running a running the ball being a running football team is wearing down defenses defenses do not want to stop the run they don't want you to call a run play they would rather you call a pass play and then just sit back and into coverage you know what i'm saying that's what defenses would rather do so why make it even why would you make it easy for a defense like your job is to put pressure on them like like you do that as the carolina panthers by putting christian McCaffrey in space utilizing your your backfield having your quarterback manage the game well we don't need any of these like trick plays we don't need anything spectacular we need the ball in Chenault's hands Christian McCaffrey's hands DJ Moore's hands if we do those three things for the whole entire game only touching those three guys hands I don't care that's our identity let's let's stick to it (laughs) but but it seems like McAdoo doesn't subscribe to that like in terms of I can't put my finger on what he wants this offense to be. And, yeah, I get it. Some of the plays they've ran, dudes are open, running around out there. But, again, it doesn't matter if Baker's got two seconds to pass or Baker's right. hitting hands of the, the defensive end trying to throw the ball out. It, I, and and I, we listened to Matt Rule talk about, you know, the plays were working, blah, 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 down there. We just couldn't get the ball to him for whatever reason. In his mind, he was thinking we couldn't get it there because the balls kept getting patted down all day, and we never adjusted from it. Um, the, the stuff we talked about just a second ago with uh, the offense fitting the personnel, because I've been saying that Ma- Ben McAdoo is a West Coast offense guy. And I, I think Matt Rule wants to be that, like that kind of coach. But they, for the past three years, they have drafted players that don't fit that system. They have drafted as if Ron Rivera was still here. Run first, defensive minded, tough nose, don't make mistakes, don't beat yourself. Like that's literally... I, I wish we could somehow trade Matt Rule to the Commanders for Ron Rivera. Like I, I seriously do. I really would like, and I've got Commander like like fans like that are friends that are like, "Yo, we would throw money in that deal to get rid of Ron Rivera right now." I'm like, we would take him back in a second, like because Ron Rivera, regardless of his faults, ha- you had an identity. We knew what the team was about. Like it, it might have worked this week, it might not have worked the next week, depending on matchups or whatever. But we knew what the team was. And it's been that way the entire time the Panthers have existed. From George Seifert to John Fox to Ron Rivera, they've always been a run-first, defensive-minded football team. So when you get Matt Rule coming in here and they they, they gut the entire defense, they decide to become – so you're thinking, okay, defensive-minded. They're going to rebuild the defense and live off the defense, right? They do that. You've already got Christian McCaffrey, who many consider one of the top running backs in the league, not just in the division, but in the entire league, and you refuse to give it to him. I can't sit here and look at this box score and see that he only got eight carries in a game where it was 10 to 10 in the third quarter. And he got eight carries. 
what are we doing? Like that doesn't make any sense. So I want to play. Wasting, we're wasting his time. That's what we're, we're wasting doing. his prime. We're wasting Christian yeah. McCaffrey's prime years. The money, the bag we gave him last year, the extension or whatever, he's in that now. DJ Moore, we just gave him an extension. We're wasting his prime. Uh, these dudes, you're gonna start. If this keeps going this way, I can't. It's just human nature that eventually the players are going to turn. Now, I, I did see video last week from uh, play, uh, Panther Confidential that showed behind the scenes after the win, uh, Robbie Anderson gave Matt Rule the team ball uh, in the locker room. And I saw that, and I'm like, oh, okay. The players have not checked out on Matt Rule. They're still fighting for him. They're still wanting him to win. They still believe in what he's saying in there. But everywhere else outside, like the fan base, even the diehards that have been trying to defend him, they're all starting to turn. Like they've seen enough of this. It's going on three years. Like they've seen enough of what we've been watching. Um, let me play the audio real quick of uh, Matt Rule describing whether or not Ben McAdoo's offense uh, fits the personnel that's on the team. This is from Panthers.com. McAdoo's offense fits the personnel here. And if it does, what adjustments does he have to make to make it work? Yeah, I definitely think it does. I mean, again, I go back to. I go back to, you know, it's a, it's a small play, but it's a, kind of what happened last night, right? We run double post and Robbie runs the over route. And, you know, in my, in my vision, when he calls that play, because you can see it, you know, hey, they're, they're, the way they're playing us, like, you know, we just, if we just connect on that pass, it's, it's down the right sideline for a 50-yard gain, and we, 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 you know, we just don't connect on it, right, for whatever reason. And so um, I think, you know, Ben's adapted to, hey, we have Christian. We've been running it more and going into last night. We didn't run it as much as we wanted, but um, – I think the, the issue for us is third down, and we have to fix third down. We've got to fix third down. Um, we have to stay on the field and keep our defense off the field. And so, you know, we've run it on third down. We've run three-step. I just think we have to we have to execute it better, and Ben will be the first guy to say, like, you know, he, he, he puts things on himself. He's, you know, he's, he's been in this chair, right? He's been in OC. He's been a head coach. He knows what it's like. Um, but, you know, I always go back and look at the plan afterwards. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, hey, our guys open. Like that to me, that's the job of the that's the job of the coordinator. Our guys open. You know, and then you know there are the matchups that you know we're handling key matchups. And so, to me, I, I felt like we had guys open last night. I kind of you know you guys know I kind of challenged receiver. I thought DJ and Robbie were flying around last night, and um, uh, just you know for one reason or another, it's just not it's not coming to fruition. That's we have to get the execution right. But uh, I think I think Ben's Ben's had a good plan last night. They had a good plan. Third down, we, we have to win third down. So, uh, yeah, thoughts on this. Uh, my, I wrote down Baker or Ben. Like, who is the biggest issue for the Panthers right now? Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Ben McAdoo? Because sometimes it's like you'll see a play and it's like, well, why are we running that? And then Baker does something in the play and you're like, well, why did he do that? Like, it it feels like someone deserves some blame. Like, I came here today to blame somebody. <laughs> <laughs> find out who i need to blame is it baker mayfield is it ben mcadoo is it matt Rule? like who am i blaming here someone help me help me what what is it what is it oh i I got a question what is it going to do to find the blame it'll just focus my anger more it'll it'll tunnel vision the anger so so right right now so right now fans panther fans right we got to learn how to cope Okay. Don't learn how to cope. to cope. No. Gotta, no, because because what I'm telling you is is as bad as it is, as bad as it is, we are still one and zero in our division. Okay. As bad as it is, so we're one game we have out of that. First. 
We have that. We have that for us, right? <laughs> we are one game out of first place. Now that does not excuse the horrific offensive presentation, especially from yesterday. Does not excuse that. Blaming Ben, blaming Baker is not going to do anything for anyone. Still make but me what? Still, but hope. But better. only thing that only thing that we can hope right now is that. Baker settles into what he is needed to be. He's needed to be a game manager. Whatever play you decide, whatever choices you decide to make on that football field, whether it's throwing a pass, handing it off, it's taking a snap, making the reads, do it in the best interest for the next play. I, I did see something interesting that this is going to start to bring. I, I did not. I, I did not expect us to come back to this point. Yeah, you did. Skyler, no, no, not this point. Skyler, I got to ask because I saw it start popping up. <sighs> Sam Darnold's eligible to come off the injured reserve list. No, nah, no, nah, stop, stop all that. Stop. I, hey, I mean. Oh, stop. Look, stop, he's hurt. Let him let him heal in his own. How, let how him heal away, in peace. <laughs> how far let away him. is Sam Darnold? Because I feel like we're going to see him again. Like at this, at this point. Pop, that's why you have a backup, right? That's why he's a backup. But, but we let want him, to see him again. Let, let's 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 let him heal in peace. Okay. It's like I don't think I, I, I don't think that talk is gonna help anything. <laughs> what we gotta figure out right now is Ben McAdoo. Let's not let's not shoot ourselves in the foot personnel wise. You call the reverse with a guy that ain't touched the ball in, in ages been out there we out there trying to do tight end screens because we've seen the, the la rams were successful with that so we want to copycat i get it. it's a copycat league personnel wise should we do it probably not because we have other options that's where i'm talking as far as ben mcadoo i think we can do better i think you could go sit in your office look at your guys look at your film and say to yourself this is who we are. Now, this is what I'm going to do with it. I want to see that. I don't, don't want to see copycat. I don't want to see what you saw from a team before, because that means you really, you scheme in every single team, which by design, we don't have any identity out of that. You're saying, see. oh, this week we'll be the drop back team like the Rams. This week we'll be the running team like the Browns or like, who knows? The Patriots you know are the only team I've ever seen that's able to to do that, to to basically be a chameleon each week and just <laughs> do the game plan off of who they're playing and actually but execute. Not, and, and you but know, not I mean? anymore, not no, anymore, because no. they didn't. They don't have because right now they can't do that. Yep, they don't have the oh, personnel. Hey, they gave the Packers. <laughs> they gave Packers a run with a third string quarterback yesterday. I was like, dang, what's going on over oh, yeah, here? But yeah, uh, yeah. you you did mention Skyler off camera before we started. Um, bringing up the quarterback room. Uh, the Sam Darnold thing. I think it, I think I did see these a little bit of ways off. He wouldn't be ready to play Sunday if they needed him to play Sunday. But uh, I, th- I thought you mentioned something about you had spoke to PJ Walker about uh, things that were going on. Uh, the Baker Mayfield stuff. The stuff today has been mainly about Baker Mayfield basically uh, dismissing uh, the fans reaction of booing to him and him basically saying, I don't care about that. When we start winning, we'll be the only ones in this locker room. The tone that he had with it, and we we saw it on first take earlier this morning, Stephen A. Smith actually shouting out my hometown uh, when he was talking about this, and he had a very good point. He graduated from Winston-Salem State. He wrote for the Greensboro News and Record uh, before he, he went on to Philly. 
you can't say that here in the Bible Belt. Like, you can't just dismiss these fans as if they're, you know, they're dumb and don't know what they're talking about. And once we get it right, we'll be fine with them or without them. Because these fans here in Carolina, they will run you out of here. Like, they yeah. not only will they run you out of here, they'll make it where nobody wants to touch you in the NFL at a certain point. Like, they – you're – Baker – this is your career. Like we are talking about your career. Cause if it fails here, I don't know who's going to give him another shot in, in this position as a starting quarterback where he doesn't really have to look over his shoulder at somebody like coming after his job. If he can't get it together right here, this is it. And he can't go in there and be like, I don't care what the fans think, blah, 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 yada, yada. Cause that's the tone I got from hearing it. And I, it, it, it made me feel a certain way. I'm like, Oh really? Well, if you don't care, why should we care about your success? And the whole thing falls apart. But, Skylar, you said you heard some stuff from um, or talked to P.J. Walker about the quarterback situation. Well, not the situation, but the situation surrounding the quarterbacks in Carolina. Yeah, so actually um, it was something I, I got passed along from Miss Vashti Hurt. Um, I was actually sitting there typing a bunch of Matt Rule stuff up. So she went over there and spoke to, so, to some people today, so I didn't get the time. But she passed this along to me, and it, I thought it was very interesting. I'll have to go back and watch it on the tape. But – Yesterday, Baker was asked about if he feels like the defense uh, apparently just, you know, all these teams really, if the opposing defenses are doing something to where they know when he's about to throw the ball. And he gave a smart uh, Alec Ramar, you know, kind of said, I don't know, I haven't asked him. Something like that. Something stupid. Mm -hmm. very, something very Baker-esque. Well, Vashtai was talking to PJ about it, and um, he had said something about, like, when, you know, sometimes, you know, or like defenses, they watch their tape too. And sometimes it could be a small things. He didn't say this is what it was, but that it could be something as, as simple as when he goes to tap the ball before he throws, as soon as he taps, that may trigger the D-line to stop their rush and just put their hands up. Hmm. So I don't know if that's something that's legit, huh. if that's something he said. Again, I don't know the whole conversation that was that was had. I'll have to go back and watch the tape, but that's something that, that maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and um. There's the, you know the you know NFL puts the uh the recap of each game up you know after and I watched it yesterday. I don't know why I put myself through it. I'll probably watch it again now after you just said that because you they may be onto something there because it it felt like it was coordinated like mm -hmm. the batted balls yesterday it felt like they knew when he was going to throw the football and i was like i've never seen a guy get his his football batted down so many times in one game like and it could be his footwork too right like a guy yeah. taking his drops like if it's very repetitive in the sense of like how he's going through his reads and his progressions and his drop you can tell when he's about to release a ball like time wise if he has a pocket you can notice with the hips too, right? I mean, yeah, you can. There's a lot of, yeah. I mean, this is why this is the NFL, right? Professional football. This is professional football. You got guys that legit watch film and dissect players every week, week in, week out to get an edge. And so Baker's got to know that. And, you know, if we're, again, five batted passes, those are called wasted plays. <laughs> I'm just tired of the wasted plays. Think about um, it. It, no. it doesn't even matter how open the wide receivers were. Like, and that's yeah. what Matt Rule was keying in on. Well, well, they were all open. It was actually working. No, it didn't work because the play didn't get executed. Like, it doesn't yeah. really matter if part of the play did. Like, it, it feels yeah. like they try to just take a little bit of something that was good in the play and and yeah. and use that. 
but that's you know, not one of, the, one of the things that I sense right now, man, is like from the leadership standpoint, like you got to embrace, you got to embrace this. Like you got to embrace the fans. You got to embrace and take one and three personal. You got to yeah. take your, like if you're coming off as a receiver and your responsibility is to run somebody off, I want to see you sprinting so hard to where you might be tired at the end. And you might come out for a break. Be like, frank. You know what I'm saying? Be <laughs> like, frank. Be frank. <laughs> so like, like Frankie Louvu, I bought Man. a Frankie Louvu during the game yesterday. I need what? I need a shirt. I, need a shirt. I bought myself a Frankie Louvu jersey on Fanatics out the gate just nice. because of seeing him in person flying to the ball. Like that's how guys got to be for each other. He's flying around. Defense is flying around because they're taking it personal at this point. Yep. Offense has, to, offense has to find that edge. Rally around Christian, offensive coordinator. Get behind your dog. Let him eat. Let him bark. Let him eat. Let him, like, feel the game and feel it through him. Like, you, there's, like, so much that goes into winning games that I think we're not taking advantage of in the sense of preparation even. Like, what are we preparing for? What plays are we running throughout the, the week? Like, are we just trying different things throughout the week and then not running it on, on Sunday? What's happening? Yeah, that's like, exactly I, what's happening. I, I, it yeah, feels I like that. you just described a week. At, a week like, at let's, be, let's be really good at running this one play. Like, let's run this one play 500 times this week and be really good at it. And then on Sunday, we'll be really, really good at it. And we'll actually move the chains and we'll actually like start having, you know, possessions that go longer than, you know, three plays. I, I want to say this too, because, because Stu brought it up. You had 51 plays that were charted, right? So if you take away the five batted passes and the three turnovers, that's, that's simple math, right? 51 minus eight, 43. You're not going to do much. <laughs> yeah, stop bringing those back, man. <laughs> How can you expect to win a football game with 43 plays? Yeah. I, it's it's that, which it's means your defense is out there just being gassed. Like, yeah. and they played their butts off, man. Like, Brian Burns had a hell of a game. It's the same this script. championship it, level defense. I will we, stand on the top of the hill for that. That is a championship yeah. level defense. Yeah, I I think the defense is a top five defensive unit in the entire league. And they were yeah. like, and this is carried over from last year. They were like that last year, and they've added some pieces, yep. and they they are legit. Derek like, Brown's I, playing good. Yeah, like, he's playing good. But I you know the it's wearing on him though. The difference is be wearing on him. Phil Snow actually knows his personnel and knows how to make uh, get the best out of them. We've seen guys on that defense that necessarily aren't the best players, but he's moving them around to where they are succeeding at a higher level than they really should. Like a Miles Hatfield or something yeah. like that. That, that or, wouldn't or probably be a starter that. anywhere, but he's you, he's a, a good piece in our in our rotation in the secondary. Well, one um, guy that doesn't get talked about, Marquand McCall, the undrafted free agent, defensive tackle, he's not on the field, but maybe 20 snaps a game. But when he's out there, he's making plays. Yep. That's what Frankie Louvre did in his role last year. Yep. And now he's become a star. So, like, I, I feel well like 
Yeah. All pro at this point. He was the only bright spot, literally. Like for yeah. and it was and, and it came in a position where it just it was based off his football ability and the ability to read the plays and just make a move, make make something happen out there. You want to so, know something too? Jeremy Chin was hurt yesterday. He was, right? yeah. Hurt so and they still went out there and played solid, fundamentally sound football. Run to the ball. I just I can't get to the, and we're gonna we'll end it here with the. I got one more uh, audio clip from Coach Matt Rule, who's asked about his job security because I know there's a lot of people watching and listening to this that are probably wondering about that as well. Um, I still can't get past the idea of a football team having what many would consider a top five overall talent on the roster and not coming up with a game plan that's centered around him. Like our game plans are not centered around Christian McCaffrey. Like it's painfully obvious that he is not the focal point of our offense. And to me, my question is why, (laughs) why is he not the focal point of this offense? If say he is the focal point and they stop it, that's fine. You've stopped a top five player in the league. We didn't execute right. We we know what the problem is. We can fix it. But to, to, to almost try to be, it's almost like they're trying to be cute. It's like, yeah, we know we got McCaffrey, but we're going to show you we can do this without McCaffrey. We're going to show you that we can, we can, you know, do all these things, and he's just an extra – he's just gravy for us. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing <laughs> that anyone could possibly do. If you've got the best player on the field between both teams on that Sunday, get the ball to that guy. 25 yeah. touches minimum this dude should have. He had 17 touches yesterday, nine receptions for 81 yards. Eight carries, 27 yards. He accounted for about 100 yards of offense between the two. The eight carries for 27 yards ain't it. it it's just, I'm sorry. We can't win football games rushing the ball 13 times. We're just not that kind of team, and we never have been. So I don't know why they think that all of a sudden we can be. Uh, again, from Panthers.com, here's uh, Matt Rule being questioned uh, about his job security. Uh, no, I usually talk to Dave on Mondays uh, in the afternoon um, and on Tuesdays. Um, so I haven't had anything like that. Did we talk about my job last week? No, he didn't talk to me about that. We talked about trying to beat the Saints, and then this week it was, you know, he, you know, just kind of this this week. So, um, you know, I'm not gonna talk a lot about my conversations with Dave, but uh, you know, he's he wants to win like everybody else wants to win, you know. Um, so he's he's a he's a really good owner and a good man, and keep doing the best I can for him. Real quick, and then we'll get you guys out of here. Your thoughts on David Tepper and all of this? Like, is it okay that he's been kind of hands off, letting them try to figure this out, or are you ready for him to step in and be like, "Hey, this, I know I gave you the money, I know I gave you seven years, this just ain't working out." Keep in mind, this is the same owner that fired his MLS coach in his first year before the year was over. So the whole idea that he's just like this patient guy—I don't know. He maybe sometimes, maybe sometimes getting. Is this like a pride thing at this point now? Because we've had 30, what was it? 35, 36 games of 37 games of Matt rule at this point. The Panthers are five and 14 at home in rules. Three seasons. They are one and 26 under rule when opponents score at least 17 points, 24 losses in a row with that stat. Is that enough of a sample size to legit make a decision on Matt rule? Stu real quick. No, I think we're in a time right now where, yeah, we, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, in shaking things up. Absolutely. Got to shake things up if you want a different taste. Get the salt mixed up in the bag a little bit different, right? But we are, again, 1-0 in a division. To 
stop to stop everything that's going on right now and fire someone and start, you know, pointing fingers like I was trying to say earlier, as far as the coaching staff goes, like we have, there's no need to do any of that. Like we have to learn to cope with these growing pains or whatever this is that we're going through as fans, because we're still one and know in our division. There's still time on the table, whether you want to believe it or not, whether you think that he deserves it or not. I think Tepper's doing the right thing by hands off because if he understands football, which he does very well, he knows that we have time and it sucks that we're not winning these games at home because that's what you want to do at home. You want to win games at home and we're not doing that. And that's why we're feeling such heat as a, that's why they're feeling so much heat as an organization because these are home games that they're actually experiencing. Fans are, going and traveling and, and saving money for to to be a part of this magical year that you want to have for your team. So those things are not happening. We're not out of it. So we don't need to fire anyone. We just need to sit on our hands for a little bit. You know, I, I'm not one to say, you know, a couple of weeks might change, <laughs> but right now the, the, living in the present, we just need to, you know, Vent to our friends. You can vent on Twitter if you want. Whatever you gotta do, just you know, be patient. Uh, Skyler, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I ain't, I ain't buying Stu's brand, by the way. I'm, I'm completely, totally... hey man, you can buy my brand for free. <laughs> Skyler, your thoughts on this, real quick? Uh, where where are we on on this? Are we inching closer and closer to? Because you've been one of the ones defending Matt Rule this entire time. And you've had to catch it from the fan base too, uh, being the beat writer for Sports Illustrated for the team. You've been the one preaching patience, patience, patience. It's been three years. <laughs> it's oh, we've yeah. been through year well, three. Well, I, I I've had a whole boatload of this this conversation in the last couple of weeks because obviously I cover West Virginia too, and they're in a very similar situation. So yeah. my thing is, I don't ever fire a guy in year one or year two if it's if it looks like you're still working through things and you're still trying to make some progress. And I think that's kind of what we saw the last two years. Now, obviously last year, probably a little bit of a disappointment, but it's not like they were two and 15 and then two and 15 again, right? They were still winning games. They were competitive. They were close games that they were losing. I'll say this one and three in year three, not, not where you want to be obviously, but I think we're getting to a point where, we're really close to like if they get their brains beat in by San Francisco, which I'm is not a possibility. Will, it, it, but it, it, if they get blown out like thirty-six to six or something, I don't know how he gets to next week. And I'm just being honest. Yeah. Now, if they're competitive, and it's like twenty-six, nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-one, something like that, he's going to stay. They'd be one and four, and like Jay Stu said, they're still one and own the division. And if you look at the division right now, it's not very good. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay's terrible. They can't score. They finally scored last night, and the defense took a night off. Atlanta's not that good. You know, New Orleans is terrible right now. So, like, I think it's it's a week by week thing. But I don't know. At some point, you have to to get rid of that scenario where if the team scores over 17 points, you lose because in the last two years, the NFL averages between 22 and 23 points a game that is scored. 
So if you're going just based off of averages, you're losing every game. You got to get over that. Yeah, and hell, the Saints were uh, letting Jameis Winston play basically with a broken back out there. Like the the one win we have is against the Saints, who trotted out a quarterback who had a broken back, <laughs> and even that game could have went either way. Like, and that's the frustrating thing for Panther fans to me is that they see the talent, they see the roster, they see the 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 glimpses. They know what we have in certain spots. They know DJ Moore is a top 10 wide receiver when used correctly. They know about CMC. They know about the defensive unit. So to see them do the same mistakes or, or find creative ways to lose that they didn't the week before, like a different way to do it, that's the train it feels like they're on right now. And the Panther fans, especially the long-term Panther fans, it's not just Matt Rule. It's the franchise. Remember, this franchise has never won back-to-back winning seasons, even still even through the, the Cam Newton era, even through Jake DeLome era, we never had back-to-back winning seasons in what year 27, I think we're in right now. So the Panther fan base, when people say, oh, the Panther fan base needs to calm down because, uh, you know, they're trying to work it out. The Panther fan base, for the most part, has been relatively calm <laughs> for the duration of this franchise. But now you're really starting to, I'm really feeling this bubbling over into uh, just – not caring about the team. And when you get to that point, it's hard to win those fans back. Uh, Look at what's going on at Washington right now. Like Washington's going through it right now where just years of ineptitude and name changes and and uniform changes and different quarterbacks, all this different stuff where now the fan base, that fan base used to be one of the most loyal fan bases in the entire NFL. Uh, That was the fan base here in this area before the Panthers it was Washington was on in North Carolina at one o'clock. That was the one o'clock game. I grew up a Redskin fan. And for that fan base to, to, to fall apart the way they have right now, where there's just no hope. I feel like the Panther fan base is on that road. And I don't want us to get to the end of that road. Cause when we get there, I don't know what it takes to drive back up the road to make it where we were at our peak in 2015, you know, like where the national folks were looking at us and people are buying panther shirts in california and that kind of thing yeah. like to get back I'm not, there man, is it, it's a hard road i will say fan base you have the feelings i want you to have the feelings because you're they're well deserved the patience the time the waiting it's been long enough but what i am saying you got to be present and that's how you cope yeah so understand what the situation is Let's not jump the gun because if we jump the gun, we might shoot our own selves in the foot by doing that. Um, but there will be a time. <laughs> so we need Carolina to know Pan- when time is. So, so Carolina <laughs> Panthers. They're, Carolina so we can Panthers. circle the calendar and hold people accountable when that yeah. date arrives. And it might yeah, see that's an instant that's an instant gratification mindset, man. We we gotta stay out of the instant gratification. That's part of coping. <laughs> And it's not. It's true. Not <laughs> it's fact. I think people think that if they fire Matt Rule, like say they lose next week, if they fire Matt Rule on Monday, it's not going to turn this team into a playoff team. Yeah, because right. now the locker room's going to be like, uh, "What are we supposed to do next? Am I next? Yeah, am I going home? What's happening?" So yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that too. We're just, we're getting to this weird part of the season. Um, now granted. All this could kind of go away if they go out and beat San Francisco thirty to ten on Sunday. Yeah. It would come out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, McAdoo. it would literally. Come hey, McAdoo, listen to me. This is Jonathan Stewart speaking. Get it. Number twenty-two. I need him to have at least thirty touches. Yeah, thirty. And I need uh, the Deontay Foreman 
I need him to have at least 10. At least. Oh, we're going to okay. run heavy. We're so I want to run heavy because yes, you know sir. what 49ers are going to do. They're going to try to run the ball too, right? We know yep. who they are. Yep. Debo Samuel's going to he's a receiver. He's going to have about eight carries. Uh, like, yeah. like this is going to be one of those types of games. Let our defense go out there and knock them in the head because they're going to try to knock us in the head. Yep. But we got to make sure we're able to run the ball. It's it's teetering. It's teetering. Like I said at the beginning of this, uh, and normally we don't go this long, but I felt like we had to get some of this out. And and yeah, clearly man. from – I'm looking at the – people are watching it as we're doing it. So clearly there's some Panther fans that were waiting to, to see what we had to say about uh, some of this. This will be up here shortly. For you to stream all major podcast outlets, uh, previous episodes are on the Believe Podcast Network. Um, Skyler writes for uh, Sports Illustrated. Follow him on Twitter at Callahan underscore to get the latest throughout the week. That uh, Sam Darnold watch because I swear he's going to make an appearance sometime in the next ten days. I feel like he's going <laughs> to be playing uh, in a second quarter on Fox for us on a Sunday afternoon. That's coming somewhere down the road. That is going to be one of the things that's going to happen. Um, and follow the rest of us on Twitter as well. We- we're just going to stop it right here. <laughs> We're just going to stop wow. it right here. Thursday, our preview show, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of Panthers versus 49ers. Uh, it's another 4 o'clock kickoff at Bank of America Stadium on Sunday. Uh, I, I, it might be on CBS. When they were showing the, the graphics on Sunday, I noticed they were showing the games they were showing next week. And it didn't have Panthers 49ers in there. But they're NFC teams, so I figured it would be on Fox. I need to check it and see where they're going to be. We'll have it together by Thursday. So, We'll get yeah. you. We'll get you ready for uh, whatever's going to happen Sunday at Bank of America Stadium. Panthers versus 49ers. Panthers trying to get their second win of the year. Uh, we'll get you ready for that, and uh, we might need to start moving it to Monday. But we'll have uh, tell them why you're mad uh, Thursday as well. So for <laughs> yeah, we might saying. need to tell them why we're mad. <laughs> we might every every every, every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so for uh, for Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on Believe Podcast Networks. Keep at it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 